Welcome back to another edition of Lauer After Hours. I am your host, Christy Yamaguchi Main, and this evening we are thrilled to be joined by former UNLV quarterback, star of basketball featuring Matt Parker and Trey Stone, and commentator for the 2021 Northwest Pop-Up Mini Golf Open Championships, one Mr. Kenny Main. Give it up, y'all. Kenny, thank you so much for joining us this evening. We really appreciate your time. What, what the hell was that? What did I just see? Oh, which, where at? Which one of us? Uh, one, two, number four. Was that like the computer, the master control? Yeah, you might yeah. be talking about uh, our little uh, hat welder up there. Um, the guy, the guy, I don't know if he, he looks like he's at like a, uh, like some outpost in, uh, uh, like a foreign country, like receiving yeah. radio transmissions. He looks like he's a, a, an operator about to transfer your call in the that 1940s. Looks like stolen equipment from the breakup of the Soviet Union. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Probably is. Well, you will find out exactly what he's doing in just a little bit, actually. But, uh, but first, uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing since you've, uh, since you've joined NBC, uh, which, which you've got going on these days. Well, I joined temporarily. That was just for the Olympics, the Peacock Network. Okay. Uh, and some NBC, I think we showed up on there a little bit. Uh, got to work with Snoop Dogg as well. Carrie Champion and I did this four and a half hour Olympic show, I think 17 straight days or something. Wow. Uh, it was fun, tiring, stupid. It was everything. Um, I don't know if I could <laughs> pass a quiz on the Olympics. I need multiple choice for sure. Uh, but it was very fun. I've done a couple commercials. Uh, and what else did I do? I did, you mentioned the miniature golf. Mm-hmm. So I literally with a friend named Jason Jobes one day in Seattle, we were golfing and said, let's just go shoot something for the hell of it, you know, for no, no purpose other than having fun together. So I said, what if we went to a miniature golf course and I comment while four-year-olds are playing and somehow uh, the nation was looking for that material apparently, because I've never had anything received with such enthusiasm. I think you had like 3 million or something, whatever you call them, impressions on Twitter. And then I called Olipop, the people I'd done a commercial for, and said, hey, you want to join me? I got like four of these videos left to run. So they helped sponsor the last ones. And uh, that was one way to make money. So mainly I vacationed. Okay. I had a daughter off to college. Saw That's a daughter awesome. who just graduated. Checked on the other daughter who's at Boston U. Uh, been all over the country. Went to St. Bart's. And now we probably need to work again at some point soon. <laughs> I mean, it's it's grossly overrated. So if yeah. uh, if if the mood strikes you, but I don't think you have to necessarily, right? Well, I need to if we want to keep taking fun trips and that's true. Going back to Seattle, where I want to be. Uh, but I'm in Connecticut mostly. Right this second, I'm actually in Chicago. I was going back to Connecticut after visiting my daughter in Denver to be back with my wife Gretchen and our last of four daughters together, Bryn. All the others are old and in college. Uh, but the storm was coming into the East Coast, so all the flights were canceled. So I'll get there tomorrow. Excellent. Everybody's safe and sound as of right now, yeah. right? Excellent. Yeah, was, Excellent. Was, good to hear. Less, they lost power. That's about it. Good, good, good. All right. Well, we're going to kick it off with uh, a round of questioning. So, uh, Steve, I'm going to throw it to you first. Go ahead. Thanks for joining us, Kenny. I just want to ask what it was like to be on the greatest movie of all time, Basketball. And did you get to meet Victoria Silstead, Playmate of the Year? I did not. Um, I did work with um, 
I got to come over her name now. I can see her name. I'll come back to it. Hold hold that thought. I will definitely come back to that be, uh, because I hate when I can't think of a name. But we're taping this anyway. I'm sure you'll make a great edit, or you'll just make me look stupid at this point. Um, it was Dan Patrick and I, and then it was uh, who, who were the other people? It was Al Michaels. Was Bob Costas in it? I feel like Bob Costas was there. He might have been, yeah. Sure. Oh, wow. Jamie Edmondson is the Playboy model that we met, the wife of Evan Longoria, the baseball player. Uh, so, see, I came back to that quickly. Um, but she was not in basketball. Um, it was fun. It was, I've been in a few movies. I got cut out of Trainwreck. That was sad because I thought my scenes were pretty solid. I'm in the DVD extras. Uh, but basketball was fun. It was like just, it was as crazy as the movie turned out to be, right? I mean, it was. And, and it's funny, I still get these little $19 checks occasionally. It's like, <laughs> and it says on the SAG thing, you know, basketball ran in Bulgaria, and here's your $19. So um, it's good to be involved. All right, perfect. Thank you very much. Okay, once again, I'm saying with those types of residuals coming in, you yeah. really don't have to go back to work yeah. to keep taking these perfect. vacations. That's a fact. <laughs> all right up next i'm going to throw it to uh the gentleman in one of those radio transmission stations in the former soviet union lou go ahead lou hey kenny um got a qu uh, quick simple question for you what are your top three favorite breakfast foods my top three favorite breakfast foods yep hmm does coffee count as one yes because you got to start with that i love fresh squeezed orange juice can I have more than three? Because I want those two for sure. Yeah, let's do two, uh, top five. Top five. All right, top five, good. Uh, I love bacon. I tried to quit for a while. Then I was like, why do that? That's stupid. There's probably protein in there. Um, I love poached eggs. If I had to choose one style of egg, it would be poached egg. So a good order for me is a waffle, two eggs poached or over easy, and some bacon, the juice, the coffee little thing of fruit at the beginning. And I usually don't eat the whole waffle. It just feels like you're having dessert for breakfast, but there's probably some nutrition. My wife knows how to make healthy waffles and healthy pancakes and breakfast cookies. So sometimes I eat those as well. Well, fantastic. Thanks so much. All right. So you got, you got the all American kind of like in the commercial for the breakfast cereal, you've got all the accoutrement, the coffee and the orange juice and a glass of milk and, and everything there. Everything but the milk. I've tried to cut down on that, but um, occasionally I'll go to milk. I, I think I'm down to like six glasses of milk a year. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love that you have a count of it. <laughs> exactly. One every two months. Excellent. All right. Beep count. You are up next. Go ahead. Hey, Kenny. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. We, uh, we appreciate you coming by. Um, I've got two quick questions for you. Number one, where do you stand on golf as a noun versus a verb? And number two, who would be your dream foursome and what course are you guys playing? That's a good question. I, I think it's both. It depends on how you're using it. It's both. Let's golf, right? That's okay. an active thing. Golf is a good sport. That's right. That's the noun. So I think you can use it both ways. Um, man, my best foursome. I'd want to get a good player in there. For I'd go with Andy North. Okay. He's just a good guy. I got to be at Andy North's charity tournament uh, in July up in north of Madison. He designed this really cool 12 hole uh, par three course. And 
I don't think anybody really wanted to see me shank a bunch of seven irons. So I decided that <laughs> I was going to throw and putt. And I had a bet that I could shoot even par. Like once I got on, I had to putt. But up until that point, I could throw. And I ended up two over. I was so mad because I putted horrible. But I made most of the greens or was just shy. And I could just kind of like lob it toward the, to the hole. Uh, so we, we would bring Annie North. Probably I owe it to Aaron Rodgers for all the times that you know, I've used his celebrity for my success. Like he's done like six interviews for me in the last couple of years and he's a good golfer and it would just be fun. And then I think we'd go with Snoop Dogg. That's perfect. Yeah. Where That's would perfect. we play? Uh, you know what? We need to five some cause we need to get on. It's a private course across the ferry off Seattle. You go straight across to the Winslow dock on a place called Bainbridge Island. And then my good friend, Jason Jobs, who I referred to earlier, he probably deserves to play since you know it's his course. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure the starter will let, will let those five go. I appreciate. Yeah, Ken. they're not going to go. When Snoop Dogg shows up, you know who the hell's going to stop that? <laughs> That's right. And we also learned that Kenny's got a chooch, shooting two over, throwing the ball and putting it. So yeah, I mean the longest <laughs> hole was like 130 or something, but it's a little downhill. I can still throw a golf ball close to 100 yards. So you know, with a little bounce, it takes its turn. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough course. If you ever get the chance, it's amazing, like how hard a par three course it really is. Because it's it's like playing a real course, but it just happens to be short. You know, he's got dog legs and he's he's got the undulating you know greens, the whole thing. So yeah, it, it was fun. I'd love to go back and and try the challenge again. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Kenny. We appreciate you. And you used to be able to throw a football uh, uh, seventy yards. Is that correct? I was in the seventies. Randall was like 80. Randall Cunningham was a freshman my senior year. Right. Sam King was the starter. I was just second string. Sam King, you can look it up, led the nation in passing yardage. And we actually beat BYU at BYU that year. I didn't play. Sam had like a 500 yard game. We beat him on a post corner, Jimmy Sandusky last minute of the game. Jim McMahon was their quarterback, but he was hurt. So in came a guy named Steve Young. He was the oh. freshman oh. starting, starting quarterback that day. Okay, just just someone named Steve Young. Yeah. That's all. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Up next, I'm going to throw it to Halloween Basic on Twitter. Pam, go ahead. Hi, Kenny. Thank you so much for joining us. First time, long time. So forgive me for being nervous. Um, I wondered if you might talk to us about Run Freely, what it is, what it's for and how people might get involved. Well, let me bring a prop into this. Hang on, Ooh. keep rolling. Okay. The Love the props. Part. Hope I didn't lose it. Here it goes. <laughs> It'd be bad if I lost it. So, <laughs> long time ago, the year before that BYU game I was just speaking of. So, 1981 was that year. 1980, we were playing at Oregon. I was second string still, but we were getting killed. So, I was in the game. And very last play of the game, somebody stuck their helmet on my ankle. That was nice. So I had what was called a fracture dislocation. So now all these years, that's 40 years ago, all these years later, each year, I won't bore you with the details, but a lot of surgeries, metal in, metal out. They scraped out bone spurs. They fused my big toe. They did a lot of stuff. And my ankle just doesn't work very well. So like the talus, you know, that allows you, it's got talus or talus, allows your ankle to do this. Mine's just like barely moves, right? So about 10 years ago, I went to three doctors in one week. I went to the fusion guy, the replacement guy, and the amputation guy. And I was serious because I was in such pain, like not even wanting to get out of bed. 
they did me a favor and, and steered me to get some better therapy. I found this great Cairo guy in Kirkland, Washington, that kind of brought it back to life. And a few years later, I found this. I don't know if I can hold it far enough away. It's called an exosim. So you can see like your, your foot goes in there, your whole leg. Right. And then the whole thing goes in your shoe. So that was 19, no, 19, it was 2018, I want to say, November. And I ran on the treadmill the very first day. Like if I tried to run with, even right now, like just with tennis shoes, I could do it, but my ankle would very quickly kind of seize up and I'd swell up. But with this brace, they like to call it a device, actually. A brace is insulting them. Um, I can do anything. I can play flag football. I can throw golf balls at Andy North's golf course and walk around. <laughs> I can walk with my wife, you know, take the dogs on a hike, whatever. I can run sprints. And after, I think, crying for about two hours because I was so blown away by this gift, you know, I couldn't believe, like, this new, this new strength I had that I didn't have one minute before. Gretchen and I decided to start the foundation you referred to. So it's called run freely, one big word, dot O-R-G. And I, I'd have to go back in the files, but I think we almost averaged one a month, not quite. We're giving these back to veterans who need them. So a lot of veterans come back in a similar situation that I was in where they can kind of hobble around or they're using a crutch or whatever, but they're not leading very active lives. But with this, we've had amazing success stories. Some people have gone back to work. Other people have just simply said, hey, I get to go play with my kid. I couldn't do that yesterday, you know. So we're very mom pods, you know, it's my Twitter. It's Gretchen spreading the word. We've done a couple of little events and we hope to continue to do that. But Jamal Crawford on my last sports center uh, donated $1,000 for each of the 27 years I was at ESPN. So he bought three by himself because they cost like wow. nine grand a piece. We get a little discount because I buy so many. But yeah, we just okayed another veteran a couple days ago. I just put on Twitter a couple days ago, the latest veteran who you know, I said, I think I said another satisfied customer or something. So it's really, um, it's fulfilling to us because like, I'm just asking people to help me pay my debt back, right? Like, I got it because the R&D was done on veterans. And now we're finding a way to help those who need it. So one at a time. And I got to check the bank account, but I think we have enough for a couple right now. So any veterans get a hold of us. That's amazing. That's yeah, such a cool been, thing. It's mutually beneficial. And when you read the letters, the, the letters of gratitude, it's just like you cry reading it because everybody almost to a person is so humble and so thankful that, you know, they've been given this incredible gift. And when you really compare it, that's a lot of money, but yet it isn't when you compare it to like a surgery and all the yeah. rehab and the pills and everything else. So, yeah. Well, you're giving them their lives back. That's what most of them say. The, my, on my Twitter page, I have like the pin tweet. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what that veteran said. Thank you for, you know, giving, thank everybody for giving me my life back. I get to be with my kid at this river and taking walks. And there was this one, a couple great stories. This one lady from New Mexico came up in like a, one of those little walker things. And she just gave it away afterward, like didn't need it. Another guy just gave away his cane that he was like, somebody else can use it. There was another lady who was actually the wife of the veteran. So it wasn't the veteran specifically, but it was the wife that we were helping. And because she was the chief breadwinner in that family, but she couldn't work because she, she was in such pain. She ended up getting the brace device and applied for a job as a nurse. And like two weeks later, she was back to work. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Thank you so much. Thanks yeah. for sharing that with us.
That's wild. And uh, again, it's runfreely.org is the website. And uh, follow Kenny on Twitter. It's Kenny underscore Maine, M-A-Y-N-E. And you can see that pinned tweet. Yeah, it says, quote, thank you for giving me back my freedom. And it's an absolutely precious photo of this gentleman with his, his, what looks like a two or three year old, you know, playing in a river, doing something I, I imagine he would never have dreamt he could do again. Sure. So, all right. Thank you, Pam. Up next, we got Ant up in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Ant. Hi, Kenny. Thanks for joining us. So I'm going to take it to a little bit of a lighter topic, and I want to find out who was your favorite co-anchor to work with on SportsCenter, and what was it about them that necessarily made it good for you? Were they comparable to you? Were they different than you? And how did you find that, you know, all your time on SportsCenter? I hate to just pick one because then it's... Give me your top five. I'm fine with that. All the others. I mean, Stuart Scott, going way back, you know, we had great times Right before every show, he would he would say something like, "It's time to get stupid," or "Let's get stupid," or and it would make me giggle, you know. Like it's always good to have a good director or producer or your co-anchor just say something. Either I would do it or they would do it. Just like we're just about to start two seconds before we're live, and say something just to have everybody like hop up and have a smile or or be happy in that moment instead of being all tense and you know like the countdown to this big important thing that we're doing because as we did it more and more and more you still cared about it always and you always wanted to be right get the scores right get the names right but the rest of it you know we're just doing sports you know so we never try to take ourselves too seriously uh john buchagross definitely john anderson neil everett stan barrett i'm still leaving out a whole bunch of others but i think in those are the ones i worked with the most you know over the last number of years and i mean I could just name everybody. Steve Levy was fun to work with, you know, on and on and on. And you go way back where it was the, you know, your first chance getting in where you definitely were more nervous. I was, you know, fairly new to it. I came in as a big long shot to get hired in the first place, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. I was selling long distance for MCI and I got hired (laughs) on TV at ESPN. So that was quite a graduation. Nothing against long distance sales, but I was doing that to kind of pay the bills keep things going while I freelanced and try to get noticed. So like the very early ones, you know, out there with Bob Lee and Charlie Steiner and, and then later Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann. And, you know, each time was sort of like a graduation to getting more comfortable where at the very end, you know, other than the intensity of your live and you need to get it right, you're just talking like we're talking, you know? The only thing that's different is you're encumbered by the names and the stats and you got to say that right and get in your jokes. Whereas if you have no requirement of doing that, you know, it's easier just to talk, just shoot the breeze. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Kenny refuses to adhere to any of our rules for the questions. True. Uh, we said, we said top three breakfast foods. We said, well, your ideal foursome. We said your favorite sport. And he is blowing through all of those rules left and right. So but, but that's that's what makes him Kenny Main. That's uh, we appreciate that about him. It seemed more like build. <laughs> it didn't seem like a stop sign. No, no, it was not. Absolutely. Uh all right. Up next I'm gonna throw it out to Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey Kenny, it's Jeff. Hey. Um so I guess this is gonna be a bit of a parlay off of Lou's question about the breakfast food. Um, my initial assumption was that you were an omelet guy based upon your uh, recent chat with Dan before your golf round. Um, but this is what I want to do. 
I have a list of some of your friends and coworkers, and I'm going to give you one, and I want you to tell me how you think they'd like their eggs and why. <laughs> so first off, Marshawn Lynch. He might eat them raw. <laughs> that doesn't Excellent. really need an explanation, does it? Right. Just uh, might just want the protein, just get it over with. Okay, number two, John Anderson. He's probably scrambled with some Ask. some Wisconsin cheddar cheese. I had him as a quiche guy, but um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, number three, Aaron Rodgers. He mix in some kind of way and whatever way is. I don't know what the fuck way. What's way anyway? W H U I. Um, and some oregano. He'd he'd like throw in you know every every good ingredient that would go in it, and probably scramble it up or possible small omelet. Okay. All right. Um, number four, Linda Cohn. I'm really trying to put time into this. I care about each yeah. answer. I only got one more after this, so it's okay. Um, Linda's on the run, probably, and hard-boiled eggs, just salt and pepper, and just, you know, get to her appointment. Okay, and uh, last one, uh, Neil Everett. Boil them before. (laughs) I just had, I just, like, if she's in a hurry, she wouldn't be able to take the time. She's not boiling on the night before. Or buy them at Whole Foods and those little plastic things. Uh, Neil Everett, I just had lunch with. He also allowed us to ship the uh, 26 boxes for Elena's move-in at USC to his garage. So, um, and that leads me to having dinner with Bill Walton in San Diego, but you didn't ask about Bill. Um, Neil, I'm, I'm sure Neil is some kind of omelet with healthy ingredients, asparagus, spinach, you know, good stuff. Adam is breakfast burrito. But while we're at it, um, Bill Walton, like uh, just a lot of mushrooms. Yeah, any any time. You know the funny thing about Bill, I don't even know if he maybe he does and maybe he doesn't still like smoke. But if he does, fine, it's legal most places. If he doesn't, he you know he just has like accumulated a high from all his life that he's always up, he's always positive. He called me a couple days after he heard that I was leaving ESPN because I, I put it out like on a tweet when it was coming up, but I still had eight shows to go, right? Like I announced it on, I think it was May 10th and I still had shows for like two more weeks. And he called me a day or two later and it was just the greatest call ever. I put it on speaker so Gretchen could hear she'd never met him. And he was so kind and caring and you know concerned about my welfare and, and in that big Bill Walton voice of his. So when we had dinner at his house, we took my my oldest daughter to San Diego to celebrate her graduation from college because we hadn't flown one time during the whole pandemic. So this was our first big trip. Gretchen and I go out to San Diego. Riley meets us from Denver. And we go to Bill Walton's house for dinner. And, and I mentioned in the course of the dinner that I think I was referring to Bryn, the youngest one. I said, my stepdaughter has soccer, blah, blah, blah. He says, Kenny, you have four daughters, four daughters it's not where you've been it's where you are oh man what is what sage wisdom it was from that it guy home and i've tried you know some people want to know because gretchen and i each had two right and now we have four but you know you definitely there's definitely a distinction like in your head because you know you didn't raise them you didn't have them at birth but treat them 
as well as you can as equals and care about them all. So Bill is just like passing on, you know, his, his wisdom. And he's done it many other times. I did an Instagram post. I've only done like eight. They forced me to join Instagram. And I was like, it's just one more damn thing to do. I can barely clear email every day. I don't need one more thing, but I did it. And I think my first post, first or second, was driving to Bill's house saying, ESPN's let me do one more insurance claim before I leave. <laughs> and I'm going to go see this life coach right here. And then the surprise was that it was Bill Walton. And he actually gave amazingly great advice. Awesome. Well, um, did by the way, did I catch you say you were moving daughter into USC? Yes. Welcome to the family. Yeah. Oh my God. But, um, I had to put I, it in there, Will. I knew you were going to hate insufferable, it. Insufferable. Insufferable, Jeff. So Gretchen goes to the bookstore to buy all. I said, you can't, I'm not going to wear any of it. I'll support her at USC. I'll root for USC if they're playing UCLA probably, but I'm from the state of Washington. I'm, I'm most loyal to UNLV, but after that, I'm what the university of Washington. I grew up in that area. So I, I would be loyal to them against USC still. That's that's fair. Well, appreciate it. Thank you very much for joining so us. I'm not going to wear a t-shirt that says USC dad to a game. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jeff. Up next, I'm going to throw it to Jeanette. She's got a question for you. Go ahead, Jeanette. There's great synergy here because the question actually originates from you going to visit Bill Walton. So it is in the stars that I that I did this. I didn't know. So I know he provided you with great counsel when he was your um, life coach. So now, Kenny, I would like to ask if you could do the same for me. What words, phrases, uh, logos, whatever that you have for me that would greatly improve and enlighten me on my path going forward? What What are you directed to be doing? Um, just getting up every day in the morning. <laughs> I I actually it really doesn't matter what the direction is because the the life advice like young people often either you know send on Twitter or send me a letter or whatever I think I've said the same thing for the whole time because it's how I approached it is like always be doing something so even if it's not that thing you want to be doing you know don't be sitting around waiting for that thing to happen because it might take a while my my example is perfect all the things I've gone through to achieve the little bit that I did achieve like in football I played fifth quarter in ninth grade that was for the crappy players the game was over but the the bad players get to stay and play one more eight minute quarter called fifth quarter right cheerleaders are off doing whatever they're not paying attention you know the regular players have left just the dads and and the fifth quarter guys but five years later, I was playing division one a. So like, I just never gave up on myself. And I had certain people in my life that kept encouraging me. I knew I could throw, but at the time I was like five, eight, 135 pounds, kind of grew up, you know, a couple of years later. Um, so it was a matter of not quitting. And the same thing for TV after I'd left the TV job in Seattle, I still wanted to get the ESPN, but my three preceding jobs were, I made garbage cans. I was a garbage can assembler because back in college, I was a garbage man. And I called the garbage van guy and said, hey, I just quit my job. You know, do you have any work for me? But they had moved to the one man cruise, you know, like they have the claw that picks up the can. In the old days, you had the guy hanging on the back. That was me. So like basically the garbage industry had passed me by during those years. And all he had was for me to make garbage cans. And I made them so zealously that I ran out of the damn cans. And I, you know, built myself out of a job basically. 
So then I looked in the paper and there was a company that talked about marketing television, radio experiences, bonus. I'm like, they're talking to me. Turned out it was telemarketing and I was selling prepaid legal insurance. So I did that for a few weeks. Then I started selling the long distance. All the while, I'm still trying to get to ESPN because I had been interviewed previous to that. And it sounded like, you know, a ridiculous thing that I was taking on, but I just never gave up. And I also kind of shopped for the moon. Like, uh, I know I'm a little bit all over here, but it's kind of a hodgepodge of advice for you. Um, my junior college coach, I remember him saying this little speech to us because we all thought we were better than junior college, right? We all thought we belonged in the Pac-10 or at the time Pac-10. And he said, hey, you might think you're better than this place now, but wherever you are, you need to make that your big time. Like, get into what you're doing at your current status, right? And make that be the best thing that you're doing because it might lead to something else. So um, I think, like, cobble that together and you'll, you'll find some advice in there. Fail big, I always said to my daughters, like, like shoot for the moon. And if that doesn't work, then, you know, try the next closest thing. I'll try to get the transcript and see if I can fit it on a t-shirt or something and wear it every day. <laughs> I have one more, I have one more question. I know that when you were in that Vegas. Allowed? Is, is it allowable to have two questions? Well, I, a couple other folks have just kind of steamrolled with their second question, so I, I feel like it. I have to let Jeanette as well. So go ahead, Jeanette. Jeff had Jeff had seventeen. So yeah, why not? he did. That's true. That's true. Um, we just got I'm, people popping up left and right. I'm shooting for the moon here. Okay. So I know that when you were in Vegas, you worked at the local PBS station, and you yeah. did the Sunday serious news segment. But did you ever work the pledge drive? And what was the biggest donation you guys got? I have done other pledge type drives, but I don't think I ever did the one for the local PBS. I don't think they thought I was mature enough to handle the responsibility, which <laughs> probably what it was. But yeah, I when I was in school, I wanted to not do sports was the last thing on my mind. I wanted to be like serious journalist. I wish I were working for Frontline PBS right now. Um, but then when I got to my local station in Seattle, it was a five day work week show. We always said if there's news on the weekends, it's news to us. That was our running joke. Um, but they added the weekend show. Oh, Morgan's checked out. Morgan has just enough. <laughs> Morgan's seen enough. That's fine. It happens. She's uh, she's a she really does not like PBS or any public broadcasting. <laughs> so I like I said, I grew up, you know, very interested in national affairs, international affairs, politics, and that's where I thought I was going to direct myself. But then when they had me start doing the local sports, I was like, oh, this is more fun than a city council meeting on you know, electric rates or whatever. So um, that's how it all happened. Uh, what the hell was the question? There was a question there that I don't know if I have an answer. What was it? No, oh, it's PBS. perfect. No. Yes, PBS, yeah. Did not raise money, but I have donated money. In fact, I remember Gretchen and I were in Malibu once just to get away and we saw Carol King and James Taylor at the Troubadour on the local PBS and the show was so good. I literally like wrote a check or called in or I just, I felt like we owed them. So we, we have supported PBS all over the country. Fantastic. Yes. And we will, uh, we, we will boil that down. We will cobble together all of that life advice and get it to Jeanette. Are you ASAP. in a, like a JC Penny closet? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. 
I, I actually uh, I work I work at the local belt, and uh, I do this from inside one of those circular things of women's clothing. Um, that's that's where I uh, podcast from. <laughs> He's hiding from the back to school shoppers. He yes, doesn't want exactly. to pull out any more backpacks. Not at all. Not at it's all. It's not even his house. <laughs> exactly. All right. Speaking of that voice right there, I'm going to throw it to Mayor Matt of Cartersville, Georgia. Go ahead, Mayor Matt. Kenny, thank you so much for making uh, broadcasting fun and entertaining. I've uh, been in the broadcast business for about 20 years, and I can tell you that when I'm doing play-by-play, I, I, I think about the way that you present things. Because uh, if you're not having fun, hopefully uh, others will hear that you're having fun, and it'll make for a better broadcast. Uh, I do have a. I would like to have a deep conversation with you about. Uh, you were asking about breakfast foods, and you've, your first two answers were coffee and juice. Those are actually drinks and not food. Sure. But we won't do that tonight. What I'd like to know <laughs> is um, which of the main events that you did stand out as being the most fun to create, and what part did you play in writing and producing them? Um, man, that's hard to narrow down too. We had to do one. Do as many as you like. I, I will tell you the Wes Welker and Jared Allen one just absolutely is among oh, the tops. The Jerry Rice one as well. Training video for Wes and Jared. I remember, and we had uh, Mark Trombino in there, the little guy that was in there. Yeah. Um, I think, well, the the best thing, like the one, if I can only name one, it wasn't quote unquote a main event. Um, I got Stevie Wonder to say, I can't be at the baseball all-star game. I have a high ankle sprain. (laughs) And it took 15 hours for me to accomplish that. My boss let me go to Philadelphia for this concert. Stevie was the headliner. It was called Live 8. They were were trying to get the G8 countries to relieve African debt. That was the point of the concerts. And I had nothing. I had no access whatsoever. But I just kind of kept upgrading throughout the the night. And his people finally said, you stand here when it's over. You pitch him, he'll either say yes or he says no, and, and he did it, and he was great, and that was clearly my uh, greatest accomplishment. Um, but the main event ones you're talking about were for the NFL Countdown show. Yes. And we would t- do like a either take a real story and kind of take it off the cliff or just sometimes totally make up a story, like the case of we want to do like a pretend player on a team. So there was this young man from South Korea named Max Kim, and we gave him the name Kim Il-Zong. That was his stage name. And he flies to Seattle with us. The Seahawks like put on a fake press conference. They, they signed him for a billion dollars because they wanted to win now. You know, that was their whole motto. And they held up the, the, the shirt, the whole thing. He wore number 129. He smoked cigarettes and wore jeans on the field. He was very avant-garde. He wasn't your regular football player. Um, and then each year for like, I don't know, eight or 10 years, we do one a year, sort of the new iteration of the Kim Il-Zong story. So it went from being the superstar who could play all 22 positions to like a total outcast. They told him to go away. He ends up walking across America, ends up selling yachts in Miami <laughs> and hanging out with Rick Ross and considers Highlight. He went to the North and South Dakota border to stop those two states from the fighting. Um, yeah, we did a bunch of things. Let's see, what else did we do that was fun? Brett Favre Naked was a good series. The premise was that he played so well in cold weather because he was a nudist. So we had to find a guy who kind of vaguely looked like Brett Favre from like 50 feet because we would not got we gave a guy $500 to walk around Green Bay in his underwear and that became <laughs> Naked Brett Favre. That's how I met Aaron Rodgers, who was a rookie. And 
he played a small part in one of those. Uh, oh, there was another really good one, a takeoff on the movie Inception, and we called it Interception. And we uh, dragged, we tased Aaron Rodgers and dragged him out the Lambeau Tunnel. And then we kind of replayed that whole weird scene where the, if you saw the movie, you know, like everything's upside down and sideways. I don't know. I, I'm just spitting on one after another. There, there were mostly good ones. There were a couple failures along the way, I'm sure. But, you know, you, you make fun of it the next week and, and move on. Well, I just think, think if, you had, uh, if you had Brett Favre's cell phone, you know, you might have not even needed the double. Noted. Um, <laughs> Things that didn't age we, well. We also did, other than the quote-unquote main event, which they named, not me, we did this thing called the wider world of sports. And for like three years, we traveled around the world and found unique sports all over the place. We did the Palio in Italy. That's a crazy horse race around a town square, Irish road bowling, this weird sport called Hornusen, where they hit this triangular metal thing. And these other people have giant cheese boards in the outfield, knocking it down in Switzerland. So yeah, we got to see the world. We did, we did fun stuff. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mayor Matt. Next up, we are going to send it to our foreign correspondent, the one and only Morgan from Australia. Go ahead, Morgan. Is she really in Australia? I am. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to run away before, but um, there was a knock on the door and I received a pass package. So it was exciting. Um, that's the highlight of my life at the moment. What type um, of package? Uh, it was from Bath and Body Works. Oh, nice. Um, so I got um, warm vanilla sugar candles. I got two of them because you know I need what? two. Hold on a second. I bought Gretchen candles at a town fair in Denver. <laughs> Ooh, and our first unboxing. Excellent. Early, early morning is called. Ooh, nice. early morning. And wow. I almost went to Australia. I'm sorry to say we didn't. And it, it might sadden you to know that we went to New Zealand instead. <laughs> yeah, so my question, my question was going to be about... Uh, the wider world of sports. Um, I I wanted to know what was the best place you went to or the best sport that you experienced when you were doing that and the best and the worst. And if you said New Zealand was the worst, that would be a good answer. Well, the worst actually was in New Zealand, but not because of the New Zealand people's fault. It was our fault. We were going to do, we'd already shot what we'd shot and we were going to try to do one more and it just, it just wasn't working. It was, it was really bad. And we all looked at each other like, this sucks. Let's go to the hotel. We, we just quit on the project. But no, New Zealand was beautiful. The food was great. The people were nice, beautiful. We were down in Queenstown. Queenstown? Yeah, yeah. Queenstown. Queenstown's yeah. nice. And, and I know you're hurt. And some people over here mix up New Zealand and Australia. I like to think of both of you as our friends instead of you know, picking one or the other. Oh, you can have them as your friends. I just don't want them as mine. They can just okay. stay with them. <laughs> well, see, like I'm friends with Canada. I think that's a great country. And Mexico, like there are neighbors, there's Bahamas. You know, I, I'm a peacemaker. Um, yeah, when you're think, a, neighbors are cool. They just need to stay on their side of the fence. Yeah. Stay in their house. Um, I think the Irish road bowling might have been my favorite because that's one that I would want to do. So they would take this iron ball. I think it weighed almost two pounds. And these two towns, these two villages would come together and meet on a country road. 
and the two biggest guys with the biggest arms in town would come up and just huck this thing as far as possible. The ball would eventually stop and they'd go and pick it up and throw it again. Sort of like golf rules, who's ever out would go next, you know, or first rather. And they had to throw the iron ball a mile and a quarter. So whoever threw it a mile and a quarter the least number of times, did you get another package? Is there another package coming in? That's just thirsty, sorry. It just seemed distracted, you didn't care anymore. How are you involved in this thing? They just said, hey, we need somebody in another time zone. They didn't invite me. Like, I am this thing, Kenny. Don't get it twisted. You crashed this thing? Uh, or you started uh -huh. it? No, I I don't know how I fucking got here. Let's be honest. Okay. I don't know we, why I'm still here either. I don't We're all know. still confused how we all got here, uh, to be honest with you. I one, day I called, one day I called the Dan Lebertard show because I don't. I wanted to surprise my boyfriend at the time. I thought it would be funny. And then somehow I met all these people. I don't even know what this is, but you know, we're talking, <laughs> seems like we're making progress together. Neither do we, again. Neither do no. we. So all these people somehow liked the Dan Levitard show and found each other. And oh, okay. Yeah. My niece used to live in Australia. How's that? Is that okay? Is that are we closer? Uh, maybe depends where she lived. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to look up. I can text her and ask her the exact town name. I yeah, that'd be really north. important. I think it was up north. Oh, that sounds fine. And that's I listened okay. to a Midnight Oil song on the radio the other day. So, oh, did you? There. Yeah. Did you? What was it? Uh, the one about uh, how can we hang uh, the beds? Beds are, beds are burning. burning. <laughs> um, you have to dance when we're done. That. This is beautiful. That guy, that, that guy become a, like a politician here. <laughs> they what? He be that guy like joined. It was a politician here. Oh, after. I did not know that. Yeah, um, Peter Gap. Here you go. Coming. I don't know. Yeah, beds are burning. Great song, banger. Kenny, <laughs> uh, before we get too far away from it, can we get uh just uh some notes of what that candle is you bought for your wife? Yeah. Like, what what, what does it smell yeah. like? It doesn't even smell good. I think they gave it the wrong one. It's called it was, early morning. There's nothing good about the early morning. It was supposed to be like the morning greeting. This one's called autumn leaves and has a cute little top. Oh, that's cool. Okay. You could repurpose that as a, a door pole or something. Yeah. I was honestly, this one here, I just felt bad. It was a mercy purchase. I felt bad for the stand because nobody was using it and you were stopping at it. And my daughter was with me and she bought a little dress and we did this and we did that. And I, I just, what the hell, $12, just give me a candle. I don't really care. What wow. a kind, what and a yeah, kind Gretchen person. has to deal with it. That's nice for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might just leave it in the hotel. That's a good idea. All right. Thank you, Morgan. Up next, we've got Mark. Mark, go ahead. Hey, Kenny. So you're the reason I yell Yahtzee randomly throughout my whole life since I was about 11 years old. So I was just wondering if there's anything from Sports Center a line that you wanted to say that you didn't because you knew you'd get in trouble or was there ever anything you said on air that they had to talk to you about after the show and say, Hey, don't do that again. Or maybe not. And it's a terrible question. No, uh, there were things I wanted to say that I didn't, I definitely like, I think I knew where the guardrails were. Was, the funny part was so often there'd always be this concern. Like, you know what the upfronts are? It's like the big, song and dance where the advertisers and the big companies come and we tell them about our great product and you should advertise with us. And they'd always send me out and this was in New York City. I did it for like five, six years in a row. 
and even if it went well, the next time there was still the concern, oh God, what's he going to do this time? What's he going to say? Is it, you know, and then it would come <laughs> off okay. Then what's the expression? Success has a thousand authors, I think. Um, yeah, I think in that one, just on an exchange of emails for the little thing I was writing out, I dropped a couple F-bombs and I did it just for the room, as they say. Like I was just making the people laugh on the email train. I didn't think we were really going to use it. And they're like, it's approved. It's great. I said, you're you're fine with those three times. And yeah, they said, go for it. So they kind of let me at the upfronts anyway, kind of go off like wider rails, I would say. Um, I think in 2008, when an NBA player would make a three-point basket, I would yell Obama. And they, <laughs> they had me cease and desist like I was showing favoritism. I said, if his name were Smith, I wouldn't be yelling Smith. It's only because it's Obama, right? Like, it sounds like a big shot. Um, we would drop in <laughs> marijuana references over NBA games. I don't think they ever caught us for that. Just some guys like banging inside and you just say medicinal when he scores. <laughs> Light, light one, no, roll one, light one, like a crossover move and a shot, three-point shot. Um, no, but honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember a time where they're like, "Hey, please don't say that again." I usually just sort of checked myself. Like I would get bored with things. I'd bring some back that I'd done for the whole time, like the Tom Amansky reference. Um, I don't think Morgan from Australia is going to get that one. Morgan, had you ever seen the Tom Amansky defensive drills video? No, I'm going to look at it now. So in ESPN, I lied. Early, I'm not. It's okay. In ESPN's early years, they ran this crazy long commercial, like one of those kind you see at three in the morning, you know, like copper. And it was this guy teaching little kids baseball defensive drills. And there was a player named Fred McGriff who endorsed it. And he'd go, I endorse. And he pointed and he had a hat up high and the whole thing. And I would say whenever there'd be like a great running catch, it's endorsed by Fred McGriff. I did it you know, 10,000 times. So on my final show, we brought Fred McGriff on at the very end to kind of like just close that whole thing. The funnier part was he said he barely knew what the video was. And he says, who the hell throws balls in the garbage cans anyway? So he sort of like walked away from the Tom Amansky project in the end. But uh, to answer that longer, Mark, is it? Yes. Um, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I think the reprimands were more, you're having too much fun. You have to say sports more seriously. Like we got hardcore sports fans that, you know, don't want all the clowning around. And I would kind of nod and pretend I was going to do it their way for a couple of shows and then go back to my way and whatever. I, I, in the end, I think more people enjoyed, including the players doing it a fun way. You're never doing it uh, as though you don't respect what they do and, and, you know, the talent that they have and so forth. But again, it's teammates playing team B. It's a Tuesday. It should be fun, right? At least I think it should be. And you're, you're talking to Levitard fans. So we, <laughs> we think sports is fun yeah. and not that serious. So Absolutely. I and, the answer. And on those occasions where serious things happen, we took them seriously. You know, I worked a lot of shows with really heavy news, deaths and crime and this and that, that, you know, we had to obviously handle it in the most proper way, but most of the show, I'd say all the years, 90% of the time was highlights and, and fun games or allegedly fun games. Excellent. Great question, Mark. All right. Up next, I'm going to throw it to Schweitz. We got a couple more for you, Kenny, then we'll get you out of here. Go ahead, Schweitz. 
Hey, Kenny, I was just wondering uh, what your comedic influences are. You obviously have great timing and, and skill delivering sort of deadpan comedy. So just wondering, uh, you know, what kind of comedy you grew up listening to, watching on TV and how that's impacted your delivery. Uh, it was a big deal to stay up to watch Johnny Carson when I was a kid, like to watch his monologue, watch his show when they did the Mighty Carson art players and it was bombing you know, the way he like mocked what they were doing. I'd say that was an influence. My dad was a funny guy. My best friend, Mark, very funny. You know, like people in my life, I grew up, my uncle Gordy, you know, um, I think I think somebody asked on Twitter, one of those questions, describe what you do without saying what you do. You know, that little thing people do. I didn't answer it, but I would have said, I do for a living what used to get me sent in the hall in fifth grade. Like, like what's the most absurd thing to say right now to own the room, right? To, to say the thing that makes everybody laugh. So I, I mean, I think I got more skilled at doing it with time, right? The more you do something, the better you get way back when in Seattle, when I was at the little station, I was probably trying to do sort of what I started to do at ESPN when I first got there, but it just wasn't as polished, you know? And also I didn't have the same resources. So, um, repetition. All right. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Up next, I'm going to throw it to Aaron from Memphis. Go ahead, Aaron. And he's muted. Oh, yep. There we go. All right. Sorry about that. All right. If this question's been asked, uh, I apologize. Let me know and I'll figure something else out. Um, but all right. You're on a deserted island and not like you got deserted there, but like you chose to be there. And you get to choose four people that you used to work with at ESPN to live with you there. But you're all living forever there from now on. Who are you picking? Aston answered. <laughs> no, we didn't hear that question yet. Um, wow. That, that I could really take it to a weird place, but I won't. He's going to choose a dozen. He's going to throw your rules for the question right out no, the window. I'm, what I meant is so that we don't have like a building five infraction. I'm just going to pick four guys. As you see where I'm going. Um, Stuart, you know, we, we played flag football together, um, played electric football together. This is really dating me. But when I was a kid, instead of all the electronic stuff as, as we have today, we had these little plastic men, they're like this big and they'd be on a metal board or aluminum board and they'd vibrate, you know, and that was, so Stuart and I both grew up playing that, found out each guy was into that stupid game. And we would watch NFL games while playing electric football and keeping stats. So I'd want Stuart to be there and he needs to bring, I actually have a couple so I can bring it. Um, they all have to be on-air people? Because, see, I might have picked some people you don't even know. You pick anybody. Yeah, I think Phil Jake should be there. Phil has the weed. And uh, <laughs> just a good soul. Pearl Jam fan. Oh, yeah. Good friend. Neil Everett's got to be there. I'm going to go past four. Scott Van Pelt should be there. Um, I'm going to stop there, but I'm going to blanket say not to the exclusion of all the others who I would invite because I'm just going to follow the rules once. But people who would make me laugh and make me light and and then we'd try to escape. And I'm I'm not staying on a fucking island that long. <laughs> no. I wouldn't even go if that I don't want to go to Mars either. Like, no thanks. I just wanna make these years count here. Hell yeah. 
Great answer. Great answer. All right. I'm going to throw it back to our uh, station chief out uh, somewhere in Serbia. I'm going to throw it back to Lou. He's got a little something for you for, for joining us this evening. Go ahead, Lou. All right, Kenny. When we have guests on, most people are kind of questioning, what are you doing back there? So what I was doing is I was making you a custom run oh. freely hat. Oh, that's amazing. That we'll send to you. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Um, and then I don't know if you would be up for this, but sometimes when we have guests on, when they have charities and we present them with a hat, uh, we sell it and raise money for their charity. So if, I don't know if that's something you'd be interested that'd be, in. That'd be tremendous. Why don't you make more than one? <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll, yeah, that's we, usually we, the idea. Or, we usually yeah. sell more than just the one. Yeah. Or we can pretend it's like an it's an NFT of hats. Yeah. There's only but one. Candy Man exclusive. <laughs> yes. Uh, excellent. All right. Well, Lou will get up with you on Twitter. Um, he will shoot you a DM or or at you in a tweet or something, and we will get that hat to you. And uh, yeah, that's just our way and uh and and Lou's way of of showing you our appreciation for joining us this evening kenny we really appreciate your time um where can people find you on i know are you still on instagram i know you said they forced you to do it originally i'm, I'm still there what is it main.kenny m-a-y-n-e dot k-e-n-n-y and then the the twitter's where i do most of my work in that world okay excellent Excellent. All I'm right. People to get off Facebook and uh, <laughs> what else? TikTok. I haven't done it yet. My daughters do it. Wait, is this on Facebook only? Did I just? No, 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 uh, not at all. Not at all. I contend there have been some falsities propagated on Facebook. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Yeah, I, I, slight, slight uh, uh, misconceptions, misinformation, I, I, I all sorts of stuff. Before, Don't yes. take animal drugs if you're a human. <laughs> it's good, good advice good advice all right uh let's see okay lou did gretchen, you have another question before we let kenny question, go i'm going to tell you what what did gretchen just come up it might add to it it's oh they're holding a small puppy but it's not ours okay that was just a small break for ransom or <laughs> yeah no we have two dogs and then our friends have two, and they got the cutest little, it's like this big, it's some weird breed I've never heard of, but it's it's my best friend. Excellent. All right, Lou, did you have another question before we let Kenny go? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a question. We, we actually, Julia, we actually have a hat for you as well. Oh, uh, for oh yes, for that's helping right. us book Kenny. So we learned that you were the athlete of the week for squash in 2019. So we got you, made you an athlete of the week squash hat. Wow, that is epic. Thank you guys. Sorry I didn't join a little late, didn't have the chance to introduce myself. But um, yes, I'm here representing NBC's Peacock. Thank you guys so much for making this happen, letting me listen in. And I am so excited to receive that hat. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You are absolutely welcome, Julia. Uh, thank you for making sure Kenny didn't go off of the rails uh, during this interview. Um, I didn't think that was that bad. And also, I should say, Peacock was great in that respect. Like, we didn't do anything that crazy, but it was definitely not your father's Olympic coverage. You know what I mean? We definitely did it a little more absurd, but you know, we had a lot of time to fill. So we did by various means. Well, excellent. Well, y'all did a fantastic job. And Kenny, we can't wait to see you uh, in all your further endeavors. Um, 
ideally, honest to God, uh, I just want to watch more coverage of mini golf uh, with you commentating on it. It is yeah. some of the funniest uh, uh, <laughs> YouTube content I've seen in a while. So I look we forward actually, to many more of those. We actually started another series. And if you look under or te text me on the side, I'll tell you how to find it if I can't explain it now. But we went and had like seven or eight kids do floor exercises to, as a companion for the Olympics that were coming up. Now we're going to run it after the Olympics. Like, hey, did you miss the Olympics? You know, here, here's some. So we did something <laughs> like that for Peacock. But even previous to that, I did some of that in Seattle that we're kind of holding on to. Hopefully we're going to put it out in the next couple of weeks. Excellent. Well, we will very much look forward to that. Kenny Main, thank you again for joining us. Uh, everybody, on the count of three, I need to thank you, Kenny. One, two, three. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Julia. 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 Thank you, Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.